Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bingetown TV. This is Brian here with Kathleen and Paul. And for the first time on our The Boys coverage, Dave. Um, that's uh, the second time, actually. I was here all of season two, baby. So or season. Second. Oh, yeah. Season two. Yes, yes. So, first time on our time. season three coverage, I should say. But yes. if you're here, you probably already know we are going to be covering episode six of the Amazon series, The Boys. And episode six is called Hero Gasm. As it should be. Mm. As oh it God. had to be. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, they could have given us Homelander versus Soldier Boy. They could have given us Hero Gasm. They could have been two completely separate episodes, but they mushed it all together mm. and made something beautiful, in my pure, opinion. Pure this, chaos. This episode was wonderful. It what really a, was. What a perfect time to rejoin the boys squad because this episode, we've been saying it all off pod, and I'm going to reiterate it here because we're going to say it multiple times, but this episode solidifies it as one of, if not the best show, in my opinion. And it's events like these that have just built up for so many episodes, so many seasons, and we finally get a clash. Like We've been waiting for someone to take on Homelander since season one, and we finally get it here in season three, and it lived up to everything I could have asked for and more. I did, will say really quickly as well, with Peaky Blinders series finale coming out, or just ending, and how great that was think about it like the witcher and uh the last kingdom honestly weren't that long ago those were only like four months ago this year has been an incredible year for television and <laughs> i just love being a part of every second of it especially being on this podcast with you guys davy solomon's we are so happy to have you here <laughs> that is his name on the p blinders episodes that i've been a fan of not a part of but we're happy to have you here dave and i'm the d train here on this podcast on the d train <laughs> wow. he runs really 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 slow dude this episode unbelievable uh it was without a doubt my favorite episode so far of the series and i think what dave was saying solidifies it i think it might be my favorite show of all time i've been i've been telling everybody it like i think it's up there so uh, if i keep talking about it, it must be true it's so good the the suspense build up and then the follow through with the amazing action was incredible i cannot wait to finish this series i've said it every episode the drama is so juicy, too. Yeah. This episode has, like, all the good boy stuff. It's got insane gore. It's got the best fight scene fucking ever. It's got, like, the emotional beats of Kimiko, Frenchie, Starlight, and Huey. Oh. And then, did I say gore already? With yeah. with <laughs> him bit. getting absolutely ripped up on the, on the pavement. I fucking loved that. Uh, I'm ready even, to rock. Even the first opening scene, the cameos... Getting all these famous cameos doing like satirical, so like uh, feel good videos. It's it's great. Well, it's that's two in a row. Last episode they did the the uh, Pepsi can Kendall Jenner um, diss basically, and now they're doing the Imagine, which of course when COVID hit, all these celebrities did this uh, Imagine video on YouTube, which was everyone was like, "Thanks, guys! <laughs> like you cured COVID. Yes, you, you you cured us all." <laughs> Incredibly tone deaf. Yeah, let's dive in. Just dive in. Yeah, yeah. Right, I mean, let's dive on in. Frenchie, Kimiko, and then the rest. All right, cool. Well, let's rip uh, Frenchie and Kimiko then. The first time we see that. Well, I guess we see Kimiko first, and it's just her sad in the hospital. Like, 
like we expected her to. She's blaming herself. Is he overthinking the kiss? She's like typing out texts to him. And then she picks up a popsicle. Uh, she's just like longingly looking out the window. And then she gets nabbed by one of little Nina's goons. Mm. She goes, let's watch Singing in the Rain next. And I was like, dude, you're breaking my heart, Kimiko. I I was really glad that this got resolved. Well, not resolved because, you know, little Nina ain't done. But enough that Kimiko wasn't like apart from Frenchie for a few episodes and yep. wondering what, where he went or whatever. That would have just broke my heart. I'd much rather them all be chained up and in peril. <laughs> like danger. Wow. No, I'm kidding. But uh, I'm just glad that Kimiko's heart uh, wasn't broken for much longer than it needed uh, to be. This scene and the pain I feel for Kimiko each episode this season is unbelievable. She's been through it, man. She has honestly been through it with her brother. And now all of this French, her unknowingly getting pulled into Frenchie's old like gangways kind of stuff. And I feel for her, man. I, I really hated to see her in this position. And like you said, Kathleen, I was really happy that at least they weren't apart for too long. But even now with her realizing that not not really realizing because it's not true, obviously, but with her thinking that she's a monster still without her powers, it's so depressing because we all know Frenchie obviously doesn't see it that way. And if you with everything we had just heard in that scene, you know, yeah, he he's one to understand, if anything. Yeah. Like when you look at what they've both done, like Jesus Christ, they've both done horrible things, but the other person always sees the the opposite as like a great individual that they want to surround themselves with so that's why it's so heartbreaking when we get kimiko just waking up next to sheree in this freaking giant warehouse and then naked frenchie of course they have to be naked just because he has to be like insanely vulnerable and then he does the breaking bad bicycle lock to the to the steel beam and uh little nina again only a few lines kills it, murders it with her lines saying like, Oh, he's got a great body. Doesn't he? Like, do you want, do you want to know all these scars? Oh my God. The scars. So the one like going down his back, he got shot three times. Uh, she was doing a job against little Nina's cousin or something. And she referred to him as her attack dog, just like three bullets to the back. Couldn't even stop my attack dog. And then the one on the knee, uh, when he was a kid, he broke a glass and his dad made him like, kneel on it for hours on end even when he went to the bar to just get himself drunk like Frenchie just stayed on the glass on his knees and Nina like the line that hit me was don't feel bad he loves to be told what to do and he loves to be punished when he's bad and that's kind of what they've been hammering home is that he's always kind of just been the dog who's been sent to do shit for people like Butcher like Nina like his dad yeah I mean he like Lil Nina said, he's killed a lot of innocent people just because they were there next to the target. And like, he didn't, he says he didn't like it. You know, the whole line, Oh, Nina, it's like acid to my heart. Um, <laughs> I had to say, just cause I love that line so much, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, he did it anyway, even if he said he hated it. So he's watching this and he has a, I guess I'll wait to it, but he has a line later. That's it just explains it. And it's so good. But, uh, is this just Kimiko like the best in the world? Even without powers, Kimiko still saves the day. Like she's angry enough. So what does she do? She gets the the end of the joke from the popsicle stick. The popsicle stick coming in clutch from earlier. Hmm. It's and, easy uh, to forget that Kimiko is still like a trained assassin. So pretty oh, capable. Yeah. 
uh, excuse me, pretty capable, even if you strip her of her suit powers. Uh, did any of you catch the popsicle stick joke? Why did Classic. the photo go to jail? Uh-huh. It because Actually it like, took a shot or something like that? Because it got <laughs> framed, guys. Uh, you see the question in the first scene, and then when she's like uncuffing herself, you see I was going to ask you if it was going to come back uh, into play because I didn't realize that that even was the popsicle stick. I was actually going to mm-hmm. ask you what it was so i'm and i think it's kind of relevant because nina is framing frenchie for the wrongdoings of butcher i love it brave mave popsicle so we all love those brave (laughs) mave popsicle it was show your true colors popsicle (laughs) um i will say though i love that we're getting more in-depth backstory to our boys this season with Frenchie now getting explained the scars and MM really going in deep with his soldier boy roots and everything. So I, this is stuff we've been asking for since season one, and we're finally kind of getting two for one in this season. I'm here for every second of it. Although did little Nina. So she got out of there. What happened to Cherie? So Cherie didn't get out of her cuffs, but got out of her chair and kind of just like she knocked flailed her body body to get between and, Nina and the gun. So I feel like Nina probably still has Sharia as a hostage. No, she's on the couch in the background in the last scene. So, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So I guess she just like not. Oh, oh no, no. Cause she did get knocked out from the barrel. She did yeah. get thrown into a barrel. Right. Yeah, right, Literally okay. one of the guards okay. grabbed her and shoved her head first, got knocked out. Okay, um, And then I guess little Nina just ran away but because as definitely. we get this whole stabbing scene, which is great. You know, Kimiko well, was not great. First of all, I take that back. <laughs> Kimiko getting hit in the w- wound over and oh over again. Oh my god! This it was like it was like nine times or something I don't like that. Cringe much in shows, but I find myself doing it twice an episode yeah. with the boys. I legitimately can't fully watch. Like I'm, I'm doing this, but like still with the blinders, I still yeah. can see a little bit. Every episode, <laughs> I'm doing that multiple yeah. times, and this was definitely one of those moments. She's bleeding everywhere. She's getting destroyed in the old wound. She grabs an old like shiv over here, some splintered wood, stabs the one guy right in his thigh that's attacking her, and he freaks out. She's like bloody and almost dead, and he gets one shot, and uh, it looked like she hit an artery because that shit was bleeding, but he was freaking out. And that was his mistake because as soon as she got on top and started stabbing, he was, was, what, like 20 shots deep in the chest in like two seconds. She was angry. And Kimiko was obviously, that was the similar to how she looked when her and her brother used to run shit for i forget when what organization that was yeah rising sun Sun, yeah and ripping faces off when we first see her she's literally covered in blood like she is there so it's a direct correlation and callback to that scene for sure and just to segue off of that that'll take us nicely into the final scene of frenchie and kimiko where they're just getting patched up in the aftermath of the wreckage and apparently sherry is in the couch i didn't catch that yeah, this is um back in the flat iron building they made it all the way back to their safe yeah house. nice uh but yeah kimiko essentially just signs the words it's always been me even without the v i am still that monster that i was back in the rising star or whatever and frenchie is there to reassure her and it's just like hey i guess we've both been running from our past but nobody can really run that fast and that's the line b times that i was talking about earlier i mean that just sums up the whole thing they both did insanely horrible things 
and they're not escaping it. Kimiko's not escaping the animal she had to be to survive in the beginning, and Frenchie can't freaking outscape his horrible deeds in the past. Who do you think Frenchie would have chose if he had to? Kimiko. Because Sherry... I thought Sherry was going to die in this scene, to be honest. I, she was totally dispensable in that moment. And I, mm-hmm. when they were pointing the guns back and forth, I was like, she's dead. But, but they did both. But Nina's definitely, do you, we think she's coming back the end of this season? Like oh, yeah. Next episode or next season? We think she's going to be like a bad person in next season, like one of the big bads in next, season. In next season. So she's got to be like at the end of this one has to be like tee it up, right? Mm-hmm. You know, but I agree, Dave. I thought Sheree was I I thought when Sheree was like speaking in French, I thought she was telling him, like, choose me, kill me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I thought that's what you I mean, who knows? Because I don't speak French. I but. think she was because especially she was the reason she admit she immediately said, I'm sorry, Kimiko, when they said like when Kimiko came to next to her. Yeah. And I think that was just her definitely owning up to them being put into the situation. But by accident, essentially. she's the one that well, she, she is the one that stole Nina's drugs and yeah. used Nina's drugs in the first place. The only so thing like, friend she did was supply a passport, didn't ask questions, nothing, didn't know anything. And now Kimiko, unfortunately, who mm-hmm. didn't know anything about little Nina and care for any of this getting dragged into it. So even more just pain for our, our boys and girls. Well, I, for one, am very glad that all three of them made it out safely. But if we're being honest here, this is like the D plot of the episode because yeah. <laughs> and it's unbelievable in an episode where Kimiko and Frenchie go through that. Usually that would be the A plot. But in this particular episode, not even not even remotely close. So why don't we circle back to the beginning here? Mm-hmm. And the first scene are you singing Imagine is yeah. singing Imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we had the cameos, like we said before. Uh, if anybody you guys watch New Girl, the one actor who plays Bear Claw, he's in it. Mila Kunis, Nash and Kutcher. And then, you know, we got a few more and then Black Noir at the end holding the card. That was nice. I love that we had some diabolical actors in there. Um, Aisha Tyler. I think that's her mm-hmm. name. Um, but yeah, I <laughs> I was like p- pumped that they were probably Seth Rogen or whoever was probably just like calling them up being like, we need you. Yeah. Get on over here. And mm-hmm. and it's such such easy, like that's such an easy gig to be like, all right, video tape yourself and then shoot it to Seth and he'll throw it in the Why bucket. wouldn't you, who needs Best money? Best episode to do of that? the boys. Yeah, who needs money to no. do that? Just do oh, that yeah. for free. Like Ashton Kutcher, Mila Kunis. I'm sure they were just doing their their boy Seth Rogan a favor on this. You know, he has so many connects, you could just hit up anyone in his contacts and be like, yo, do you mind just making a five second, three second cameo for me? <laughs> Black Noir just Throwing the cute cards. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. So I love it. So, dumb. so I don't even know why they were watching the Imagine video, but after the Imagine video, it cuts to the deep is running crime analytics, showing them surveillance footage, them being Noir Homelander and Ashley surveillance footage of Crimson Countess's chimp country. And they're looking so- for Soldier Boy. And <laughs> this is a funny scene because Deep tries to blame Ashley for 90% <laughs> of crime analytics being gone. And she's like, are you kidding me, dude? And Homelander's just getting impatient the whole time. But they do find Soldier Boy and Homelander has his little breakdown. I want to give myself props because I'm the one who said that Homelander didn't know that it was Soldier Boy. Because last yeah. episode, we had a whole back and forth on whether or not he knew it was Soldier Boy that blew up Midtown. and. I think I was the I was the only one who said I think he didn't know because you your argument was that 
Stan Edgar. If Stan Edgar knew, then Homelander knew. But anyway, props to me. But I love mm-hmm. that Ashley's jacket, her blazer was like Homelander's cave. Is so fucking stupid. I love it. I just like <laughs> they exactly match. I was like, this girl is so brainwashed. It's out of control. It's like one of those like little stupid things that's like it doesn't really play a part. But I love that Ashley is so fucking brainwashed. Homelander actually being afraid is like slightly terrifying because like it's so unnatural to see him like this and he, he just plays it so well and he started plays it so well um again we said it every episode the facial acting the little ticks insane um but i love the jokes too that are going back and forth they're like oh is this somebody cosplaying like is it cgi and actually like deep you don't even know what cgi stands for and he goes it stands for blow me <laughs> the team and Ashley going back and forth is great because even at the end when Homelander goes, all right, here's what we're going to do. Uh, I'm going to go kill him and you guys delete everything. Um, if the deep fucks up deleting everything, Ashley, it's your head. So <laughs> get it right. It's, it's perfect that she's just stuck next to him. They are both battling for Homelander's penis so hard. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> They both are just, yeah, they're doing anything they can to make themselves look good. Absolutely. God, I would literally never bang Homelander. Like, zero <laughs> chance, not even for the story. No. Yeah. Anthony Star, yeah, sure. But Homelander, <laughs> man, he is just like... Instant the, kill. He's Joffrey. He's literally like foul and disgusting. I know Joffrey was a child, so that brings up a million other reasons why I wouldn't, but <laughs> still... Anyway, it's next the personality. Scene. <laughs> it's the personality. Yeah, the next scene is. Is, is just uh, I love it. Noir and Homelander out in the hallway right after that. And Homelander keeps freaking out. Like you were saying, B. Thoms, he's having this freak out and saying, like, oh, do you know why you would do this? Like you were in payback. What's going on? And Black Noir obviously says nothing. Um, but we get Homelander going, you know, I'm just really happy that you're here. Like you've always been around. I can always count on you. And Definitely comes into play because as soon as Homelander leaves, what does Black Noir do but go in the elevator and just rip out the chip? Uh, the only reason we knew it with this chip is it looked exactly like the one um, that was in Starlight. Starlights from Starlight. season two. Yeah. Um, and we kind of got a reference to it from like A Train here and there. So uh, in, later in this episode. So it, it worked out. Um, I, I didn't sub- need to explain it, but it, it was terrifying to watch. Just here to you. Do you want it? I was so surprised that he bailed. Like, are we still all under the assumption that he's fleeing in like because he's afraid, or are we yeah. under the assumption that there's something else that he? I might think have he's a afraid. I, I he's mean, afraid. Soldier boys crossing off the names of payback. Absolutely. Okay. But I thought it was un. If Noir had, excuse me, if Noir knew he had Homelander in his corner, why would he run? Because when we see the fight play out, it seems like Homelander greater than Soldier Boy. No, I just that's why I, I mean, obviously, my number one assumption was he was afraid, but I am also not completely ixnaying the idea of him having a plan. Like maybe he foresaw this happening one day and he has something that he's just planning for. I don't know. Yeah. I can't elaborate well, much more than that. He but has I, to be going somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I initially took it when he started freaking out and going a wall. I thought he was going to kill uh, Soldier Boy because later on we get the line from the TNT twins. You know, it was all noir, like it was all him. I figured he hated Soldier Boy, and if he organized that, then 
he would go back to like finish the job. Maybe he's going back to Russia because he at least has, if, if that's where he sold off soldier boy to, then maybe he could have some sort of allies to help defend him from soldier boy since they know him the best, obviously with all the tests, this is just me again, tinfoil hatches, Sure. just throwing out ideas but it's- he might be going to edgar because i remember in the mallory flashback when edgar was making his escape when shit hit the fan he could be going to edgar too yeah noir was in his like personal escort like right on his hip trying to get him out of there i don't hate that idea I- honestly because edgar was a huge part of it. edgar was definitely ha- had an in on the russians taking yeah for sure I'm, boy. I'm starting to think that yeah yeah, well, an- he had to. He's Edgar. But at yeah. the time, he wasn't Edgar yet. Yeah, he, like, he didn't have that. Stanford. Clout. Still- <laughs> he was still Stanford. <laughs> he was still weaseling his way around. Yeah, that's a good theory. B times. I like I like that idea. If it's not if if it's anything more than afraid, then I think it's a plan. And if he has a plan, then I think Edgar is someone on his list of people that he wants to either communicate to communicate to or at least make reason with, I guess. Communicate to. Yes. I so want to talk. So Sorry, I yeah. want to talk more to to the like Soldier Boy Homelander stuff, but we get like ver- like their powers and who's stronger. But we'll get there one during the fight. I'm yeah, excited we'll to talk there. about that. Yeah. So the next thing we get, speaking of Soldier Boy, is well, we see Soldier Boy, and he's just chilling at the hideout with a different hideout with Huey and Butcher, and they kind of just talk out the other half of the Homelander deal. Uh, Butcher starts reminding him, hey, you know, we served you up uh, Crimson Countess on a silver platter and you're going to need help finding payback. Like, we'll help you do it because you don't even know how to use the internet, but you just have to add Homelander to your list. And to preface that part of the scene, he had Huey and Butcher run errands for him and they bring him like a bottle of whiskey. He immediately starts like crushing up uh, Benny's, which is just amphetamines from back in the day. And he's like, that's how we won D-Day. We were all <laughs> wired to the gills. He's oh, yeah. like, he's not wrong, though. They're starting <laughs> to flesh out this dick bag soldier boy character, he's but he's kind of like American gritty asshole mm. soldier boy. It's great. He walks in with all this food. He he chucks everything down. There's a million different things, but he's freaking out. He's like, yo, where's the something teriyaki oriental sauce? Um, And he was like, oh, they don't don't make that anymore. He's like, why the hell not? Oh, God, for, you know, a handful of reasons. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, well, all right, well, give me the bennies then. Um, And yeah, I'm sure, like you said, they were all shot up on D-Day on benzos or whatever. I freaking believe it. I mean, yeah, uh, they would been, shoot the kamikazes up with the heroin and just like, hey, they did like use amphetamines. I kind of looked it up because I was interested. They used amphetamines to kind of like fight fatigue when they were just like out at war. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like meth. So anyway, to sweeten <laughs> to sweeten the deal with Homelander, uh, Butcher's like, hey. They're saying he's the new you. And he's like, hey, buddy, no one's the new me. I'm one of a kind. So Soldier Boy, of course, with his ego, was pretty quick to agree to add Homelander to his list. Cool touch. Huey tries to pick up the shield. Don't touch the fucking shield. Um, And it's like insanely heavy. So that's cool to know. Didn't surprise me one bit that Huey was not going to be able to lift that up. So in that scene, we get to see what Huey and Butcher have been up to. This next scene, we get to see what MM and Starlight 
are going to do next because they're kind of all on their own. The rest of the boys are MIA. Queen Maeve is MIA. Supersonic is dead. And MM wants to confront Soldier Boy guns ablazing, go scorched earth. And she's like, yo, listen, we have to be the ones to keep our heads on. Huey and Butcher are running around like maniacs. We are we're the only one of the boys left. Kimiko's in the hospital. She has no powers. Like we're kind of screwed. We got to stick together. Yep. Another great part of this scene is MM already has the answer to what they need to do next. He's like, dude, obviously he's checking people off his list. So now we got to go to the TNT twins who live in Vermont now and starts saying, you know, does Butcher have that information? MM, he's like, no, but, you know, he'll get it. Like MM knows Butcher is good enough to find information that easy that's simple enough so um he's like all right we need to beat them there but starlight gets called off to do something she has to go to the um, tower she has to go in the tv show real quick but then afterwards they're gonna take off to fuck the tnt twins i like that right before she leaves she knows she has to leave and make an appearance at bought but she looks at mm and it's just like do i need to worry about you are you gonna do something and MM yeah. doesn't say anything, but there's there's an acknowledgement there. A train to Africa. <laughs> How oh great is this? How fucking funny. The, the commercial, the intro is perfect. Tim slowly rotating over going back to his roots. Um, and then Ashley's just popping pills like, holy shit, this is horrible. So we got the suit rebrand. We got the TV show. Are we going to get the video game based <laughs> no. on the slave trade? No way. They make <laughs> I that come true. Hope not. That would be absolutely outlandish. You know, <laughs> but I, I bet you they do. I bet you A Train is just playing it in the background, like playing the beta test mm. in, in a later scene. No, because he's dead. That just is like a, I called it. That's a great point. That's a great point. <laughs> I think he, I, I don't know. I mean, we'll get to it, but I, I think that would have been a. It was a pretty epic death, and I think he finally apologized to Huey. It's pretty good, but they, yeah, we're we're re- gonna get we're gonna talk okay. that out when okay. we get to that scene. So A Train walks in and interrupts Ashley watching this A Train to Africa promotional video, and he's like, "Yeah, what the hell is Vought doing about Blue Hawk? Something needs to be done." I saw it, and he's getting up in her face, and she's trying to. She's pulling the hair again, and she's trying to keep him at arm's length and do the robotic Vought answers, but then she breaks, rips out a chunk of her hair, and she just tells A Train off. He's like, "Really? Now that someone close to you has been a victim of collateral damage, now you care? What about Robin? What about all these people that you have killed and not cared about? And now that it's convenient for you to care, you care? I don't want to hear it. F off. Yeah, I just said that out loud. I love Ashley. She's got balls. Okay, so this was fucking incredible and needs to be said and should be said to literally every single soup. But the the situation that A-Train's in, like that the Blue Hawk stuff sucked so bad and it was such a terrible, like obviously racist, like awful event that happened. And I hate that they're kind of being like, like, go fuck yourself. We don't care type deal. Mm, I love that. got punished more than Vaude ever could punish him. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get that's like kicking him while he's down, but Ashley had said it perfectly. Like, like you want justice. Like, you're asking for justice. What about the three people you murdered? Exactly what you said. You know, plus Popclaw, which you also killed your girlfriend. Like, yeah, I know about that. Like, it's I I completely understand why Ashley is snapping and saying, like, dude. you should have read the room earlier. Like, I don't give a fuck right now. And saying that and saying, yeah, I said that out loud was incredible. (laughs) If you have all those receipts on a train, you don't have to take any shit from a train. And she had those receipts. You know what I'm saying though, right? Like I, everyone knows I'm, I hate a train. He's like my least (laughs) favorite character. I like, I even like deep more than a train, but like, (laughs) Then, like, I feel for him in this. It's the only thing that can make me feel for him in this moment, because that scene last episode was so sad that, like, I'm not really sad for Adrian in that situation. I'm sad for everybody else that was in that room. But absolutely. I mean, it's go fuck yourself is perfection. I love it. It's because he was kind of very like small amount on the like redemption train. He was almost redeeming himself in the smallest amount. And that's probably why you felt that pity but then once I, w- I would agree with you i kind of felt pity for him too and then ashley did bring up those reminders i was like okay that's totally it's, warranted i'm not explaining it right it's less about a train and it's more like i want i want revenge for the other people that were in that yeah, room the absolutely. other people you want got Vaught to brother. stand up to racism and it's yes. hard to see ashley <laughs> i.e Vaught, be turn a yes. blind eye to racism Fucking the point annoying. of this is i thought we got rid a- of the nazis yeah, right. uh, the all point is Vought will not ever actually stand up to any yeah, just cause correct. because they don't need to it's not convenient or profitable for them that's right. what this is and a train's cause however just is no different than the hundred of other causes that they chose to ignore yes 100 percent. we're all on the same page thank you i me and ashley have a love-hate relationship like she definitely brings a lot to the table and can be very funny but there's yeah. also points where I'm like, wow, this girl is such a bitch. And I, sh- the inconsistency in her character makes her consistent. And I do, at the end of the, of the day, love her as a character. I think she just fits the mold of this show perfectly. During this scene, when she ripped out that big chunk of hair, I just had this image that she's going to fall deeper into madness being Homelander's right hand person. And then a season or two from now, she's going to be completely bald, just full on villain being like just Homelander's CEO lapdog to handle all his business affairs. And she's going to be just this crazy (laughs) character. I would love that for her, but we got more scenes to get through. So let's (laughs) get to them. Uh, This is where we have the deep. Uh, going up to Homelander and showing him that they found Noir's tracking chip and Homelander kind of has a breakdown. He's like, wait, what? Noir's running? I love that Homelander puts some respect on Noir's power and name. He's like, whoa, if Noir's running, I might have something to worry about. But also, he thought that Noir was his genuine friend and Noir's kind of leaving him in the dark. And Cassandra's there. He, saying, he wouldn't do that to me. He wouldn't do that to you. <laughs> uh, but Homelander going like uh, Noir, Noir wouldn't leave. Like he wouldn't cut his chakra chip out. Like he wouldn't do that to me. He, he was doing what Stormfront suicide in episode one or two did to him. He's he's just feeling more and more abandoned. Um, and Deep and Cassandra just again killing it. 
Um, tell him what we found out. And he tells him the whole plan. Oh, he's going for the rest of t- payback. That means we're going to TNT and after TNT in Vermont. And Homelander's like, sure, like you go get him. I don't give a fuck. Once you get there, just tell me and I'll come take care of it. And he's like, got it. What do I tell the twins? I don't give a fuck. And he's like, got it. And he's so ready just for any little uh, mission. And Cassandra's like his number one hype man in the background. Like, I'm so proud of you. Yeah, but I didn't feel like you needed to jump in there. You know, I feel like I had it. God, they both are just terrible people. (laughs) They're so annoying. Well, the end of this scene, we actually see the deep roll his eyes about Cassandra. Like yeah. he walks away mm-hmm. after like the whole, it's me and you. And then he like walks away and like rolls his eyes when she can't see. So he might be trying to give Cassandra the boot. I am waiting. Do we think Homelander by the end is going to be on his, do you think he's going to be loved or is he going to go scorched earth by like when they fully have the final showdown with him? I'm so waiting for the moment for him to just snap and be like, okay, it's time to just go scorched earth because he is day by day. He's already lost it a few times, but things are just getting worse and worse for him. And I'm just waiting for the moment for him to just be like, fuck all of this. I'm the best. Let me just kill everyone. Yeah. I think we're going to be able to have a real good discussion in like the last scene where he just looks at the mirror, but we have this next scene where he initially looks at the mirror and kind of has it's a very similar scene to the original Spider-Man trilogy with Green Goblin uh, looking mm-hmm. at himself in the mirror and Homelander. I just have in my notes, good Homelander, bad Homelander. And it's good Homelander is in actual <laughs> Homelander's body questioning bad Homelander in the mirror. And he's just projecting all his insecurities. What if I really can't handle Soldier Boy? Um, all I really want in this world is for people to love me. Um that's kind of my biggest weakness. And all the time, bad Homelander in the mirror is kind of just pushing the right buttons. You know, what do you care what a bunch of mud people think about you? He also is insecure about being the new CEO of Vaud. And he's like, what do they care? What do you care what a bunch of mud people think? I want to hear you say what this is really about. I, he was th- he was also saying how he's protected the we- the weaker version of Homelander for his entire life, so he's obviously yeah. a safety net for Homelander. Yeah, he said, you know, when we were in kids alone in the bad room, I got us through it, didn't I? Mm-hmm. So now we're like, okay, is this like a, is this a split split personality decision, or is this just like an inner monologue that he's having in his head? I think not it's necessarily the- like two personalities that well, like one takes over, one doesn't. I think this this is the perfect time for him to finally have this dual personality discussion with himself with how he's just been breaking down and especially after his conversation with Butcher earlier on the season because it did happen, obviously. It wasn't all in Butcher's head. But anyway, um, I just I think it's really cool finally getting the, the two personalities to him because he's been very... Season one, he was the most confident human being. He didn't have anything to worry about. Season two, he's breaking down a little bit more. And season three here, we finally have the collapse of everything, him losing the love of his life. Um, the seven is just breaking apart all because of Soldier Boy, who is now coming for the throne. It's just a perfect time to bring this split personality decision in. And I love the conversation and seeing how Anthony Starr could act in both situations. And it was just amazing. Yahtzee. That was a pretty good line. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, and kind of the lasting impression I got is that bad Homelander's goal 
is to rip out that last shred of humanity that he has left. And that's the reason he is still weak in any capacity. It's just that last shred of humanity that he has to let go of, which why in the last scene, I'm wondering which Homelander we are left with when he doesn't see anybody in the mirror anymore. Is it just bad Homelander left or is it just good True. Homelander left? True. He This might have been the switch. Next episode might be Scorched Earth. It's mm-hmm. got to be bad. There's no way scorched. good one. We said scorched yeah. earth five times this podcast, and it's all because Butcher has that Billy. insane line at the yeah. end. <laughs> I think of a uh, tropic. I think of Tropic Thunder. Isn't oh that was Scorcher, right? Scorcher one through six. Oh, the fucking movies. Movies, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, then we get the deep arriving, right? Deep arriving to TNT, and TNT is like, dude, that's sick. I'm like the, the the king of the ocean, you're here. Like that's awesome. Um, sister's like, why don't you lick his balls? And he's like, oh, sorry. My, my sister's a bitch. And that is, <laughs> that is just the beginning of that relationship. Holy they're shit. Just, they're just horrible and trashy. Mm-hmm. Tommy yeah. and Teresa. Clear, clearly says, out of shape. He says Deep got the bad end of the deal in the whole Starlight situation. <laughs> like he really <laughs> and, got railroaded there. Man. And even Deep kind of rolls his eyes at that. He's like, okay, this guy sucks, but <laughs> let's continue. I thought he was agreeing with them because he, he was, was like, agreeing. He was, he was like, oh, he, he was like, was. I know, right? <laughs> fucking scumbags <laughs> everywhere, scumbags. Yeah. Anyway, he walks in, and even he recognizes that this is indeed <gasps> hero gasm. Incredible. Yeah, so good. And his eyes light up. He is the first to arrive there in the episode. Pretty much the whole first half of this episode is everybody getting to hero gasm and then it's hero gasm. But yeah, we get <laughs> MM and Starlight. They're in the car going to Vermont. And uh, this is the, the whole MM full backstory. You know, it's why he has the tick, why the tick is coming back. Because even Starlight's like, I know you're kind of like you had a little bit of OCD, but this seems like it's way worse than it was. We get the full backstory. MM, when he was a kid, got his grandfather up to look at Soldier Boy, who was stopping a, a Grand Theft Auto in the, the street. And of course, Soldier Boy picks up the car, throws it through the building. One second he was there, the next second he was not. Um, and now MM feels that it was his fault. And if he doesn't do the right routine. If he doesn't check the burners three times a night, then Soldier Boy is going to come back and kill the rest of his family. I, so it was the full Harlem family in Harlem getting like collateral damage backstory. And I, I can't imagine being MM right now. I never thought his tick would have such an in depth person like purpose, to be honest. I just thought that was always kind of there. I didn't expect it to be so. Again, I'm saying this again, but this was so deep. I just never, ex- I, I was so blown away with the back, the backstory, and I really felt for MM. He delivered it perfectly. The tear rolling down his face. It was such great acting by him. Just inc- incredible scene at such a terrible cost. Did we know it was a collateral damage situation? Were we aware of that? Because I was actually shocked by it because I thought it was going to be like a targeted attack against them, like. To jump back, Kathleen, you said that we know it was collateral damage in, I think it was episode one or two this season. He pulls out the first piece of newspaper and it's like Soldier Boy stops a uh, car thief, a uh, Harlem family like killed in in the background Got it. in like okay. the small letters. So that was like the first one that we saw. But yeah, pretty much 
all, every single one of the boys is on the boys because of somebody they loved being collateral damage of a yeah. soup. It's absolutely nuts. Soups are bad, most of them. Anyway, yeah. they gave us the boys, though. <laughs> yeah. We'll if the boys boy. didn't all have revenge motives from collateral damage, they wouldn't be the boys. That's so true. We love the boys. Thank Facts. you, soups. <laughs> Thank you, soups. <laughs> so then we get MM and Starlight actually arriving, right? I actually don't think we ever did the Homelander Starlight Newman interview. Where are my notes, dude? Yeah, yeah well, they were all over the place. It's, it's in it, a little bit. It's in a little bit because we got to talk about how Bill Cosby is America's dad. It's, dude, it's, I'm yeah. so sorry. We I'm skipped so sorry. two scenes there. One was previous MM Starlight stuff, but it's okay to do it out of order because they're not at Herogasm yet, but we're going to back all the way up to a Soldier Boy and Huey scene. Uh, it's another one where they're at their temporary hideout, and Huey gets a moment alone with Soldier Boy, who was watching one of his old Cold War era Films. American propaganda videos, which is really outdated and funny because it was the Russians torturing Soldier Boy, who's like, I will never betray our Afghani brothers. Which was apparently a thing in the 80s, which I did not know personally, but they used to be our allies and we kind of screwed that up, it would seem. However, wonder who um, did that. Yeah, right. Uh, but Soldier Boy kind of just opens up about how different life is now. The, a diaper, or excuse a commercial <laughs> for diapers comes on the television and it's targeted at dads and men. And he's like, do men actually walk around like that nowadays? Back in my day, blah, 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 blah. And then he kind of gets to the fact that he actually fought for this country and he put in all this work and he was at Eagle's Nest for Christ's sake, which is where they assassinated Hitler in the end. That never happened. He committed suicide. It was Hitler's hideout. We all know what the eagle's nest is. Point mm. being, he got forgot about in Russia for all of his good deeds. Is Soldier Boy a redeemable character at all? No. Probably not. No, absolutely not. So nah, probably not. When probably you put not. him versus Homelander, I think they're trying to paint it that Soldier Boy has a little bit more of his humanity left than Homelander does. Do you believe that to be true? Well, yes. yes. I'm going to say yes automatically. Yeah, I agree. Would you feel safer with if only one could survive? Would you feel safer it being Soldier Boy than Homelander? Soldier Boy. Absolutely. Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy can't control his stuff. I mean, not that Homelander is any better. Absolutely Soldier Boy. But Soldier Boy is such a loose cannon right now, too. Every time he hears a little bit of Russian, he's fucking blasting the, the town and into pieces. That, what that is also true with if you could just send him a if you could just send him away to an isolated location, great, but he's not, he doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that would just be willing to be put somewhere yeah. he doesn't want to be. Um, but I, even with those factors, I still think I'd rather have Soldier Boy in charge. Me too. Well, not in charge, but not in, not in charge. <laughs> alive. But yeah, alive. If two of them had, if two of them fought. Yeah. I mean, we, we get Huey the scene, he's holding the radiation meter. And whenever Soldier Boy gets worked up, you know, that's when it starts beeping. Um, so, you know, you can't get him too upset or too wrought up because then he might yeah. actually explode. Um, that was a nice little foreshadowing. The humanity we, twist to it is very interesting, though. Absolutely. And I like the parallels you made to Homelander as well, B-Times, because they should be made, especially if they're the two strongest characters in the world right now. Then I like I like making these comparisons for sure. 
a line that we can't not say is when the diaper ad comes on the TV. Soldier Boy says Bill Cosby is America's dad and he wouldn't be caught dead in any of that gear. He made some strong drinks and Huey's <laughs> just like I, I, so many things. But there's, there's yeah, no, no time. There's no point on catching him up on that No point. No time. So good. <laughs> It's building um, comedy when they when they have situations like that. Someone someone is in a coma for 10 years, 20 years, and you just like throw in the, those little zinger lines that are just like chef's mm-hmm. kiss. Perfect. And the conclusion of this conversation is Huey asking him, hey, what happened in Midtown? And he says, I think it was genuine. I didn't mean to hurt those people. I blacked out for 10 minutes and the damage was done when I came to. And that's where I think the difference is. Whenever I've seen Soldier Boy, I didn't think that when he's in a position to make decisions, he would intentionally hurt civilians. Yeah. So Americans, at least. The difference between Soldier Boy and Homelander is that Soldier Boy was a bad guy in a way that the guy at the bar down the street is a bad guy. Like he's he was a frat. He was a a frat guy. He was born at a time where like racism was a thing. Homophobia was a thing. Women weren't really anything. You know what I mean? It's like mm. he just is acting like um, honestly, like a man, like the worst kind of man from that time. And he has all that power. And but he's not a bad guy like Homelander's a bad guy. You know what I mean? So I think that that's the biggest difference here. The The biggest issue, though, is that Soldier Boy's blacking out and he's not even realizing he's doing it. Like when he wakes up later in the episode, he's like, what the fuck happened here? At least, yeah. <laughs> Brother, you did that. <laughs> At least we see regret with Soldier Boy. When Homelander was on the plane with Maeve, no remorse for human life, with the, the chick on the roof who was going to commit suicide and edging her on to kill herself, there was just absolutely no remorse. And Soldier Boy, I think, would rather live a party lifestyle than a soldier lifestyle, but will do anything necessary to, in order to get his jobs done. Facts. And I guess Huey and Soldier Boy's conversation is cut short by Butcher, who walks in, says, all right, boys, time to time to suit up him and Huey shoot up the V. Soldier Boy puts on his uh, suit. And I believe the next time we see them is at Herogasm. So we are going to move on to the uh, interview with Homelander, Starlight and surprise guest Newman on VNN today. And I'm just thinking to myself, poor Starlight. Homelander to her left, Newman on the right, the two least comfortable people in the entire world for her to be sitting next to. She has to do a surprise interview with. But then I'm thinking this poor interviewer because of what Homelander does to her. But this scene was another great one. Homelander grabbing Starlight's hand. He's feeling abandoned now that Noir's gone. He's like, I missed you. I'm so glad you're here. Like, I'm so happy to have you by my side. That's scary. That is like the scariest shit because now he can't, if he can't get that attached to Starlight, because he will freak out. It's so funny watching him just cling to her because she obviously is the least trusted person to him in the seven. And so he's, he must be feeling desperate, Paul, for him to want to cling on to her and that. All he's got. Yeah. I'm so happy to have Newman back. We've been missing her for maybe two whole episodes. I'm pumped because she's a big player in this. And you can't forget that like Homelander and Soldier Boy are are huge threats. But Newman is a sneaky, huge threat. She's not hidden anymore. And she knows a lot more than we think she knows. But like which makes her a gigantic threat. And I love her. 
she's also a politician like that is her career so she has the political she has the mind of edgar and the power to kill homelander so who who could possibly be stronger than that i'm hoping she was afk for two episodes because her daughter's v went horribly wrong and now she's like el agua from the diabolical episode where she literally just turns into a pile of water Um, (laughs) oh my gosh i forgot that that was the last time we saw her that's yeah damn Brutal. So I'm hyped to see that conclusion. But uh, yeah. the scene afterwards, like poor Starlight, we were just saying that. Poor Starlight even more. When she, Newman's like, hey, like, let's catch up. Do you want to get a drink? Like, come on, you got some time. Yeah. Well, Homelander blows up at the interviewer for asking, what should we tell the Americans who are at home scared? And he's like, I just told them they were safe. How dare you ask that question and contradict me? And he walks off, calls her a hack. Ashley comes in and defends the shit out of Homelander. Next interview, she's going to be given is out of her butthole, I believe. (laughs) But yes, terrifying. The smile that Newman gives Starlight when she asks, just like 10 minutes won't kill you. Perfect. (laughs) I didn't actually, you said you felt bad for the interviewer. I didn't feel bad at all because I think she was actually trying to make an attempt at putting down Homelander's thoughts and trying taking a shot at him. So I think the truth. Yeah, but <laughs> by telling the truth, and I think that's why he blew up. So I didn't really feel that bad for it. But I, I guess I'll wait for this question for the next scene. So Newman plays Starlight like a fucking fiddle. I mean, I was believing Newman. First of all, I was believing her this whole time. If I was Starlight, I would have fell for that shit. I've been like, you're right. We're teaming up, bitch. I'm in. And I love 100%. it. She's so easily. Oh, I thought he was avoiding me because he was scared. I was going to pop his head. And I was like, oh, I was like, no fucking way. I, all right, this is my question. I'm just going to ask him now. Where do we think Newman got that information from? That's a that, great that has to be question. important. Like, I, we need to know who did it. She must have been suspicious of Huey. Maybe she got the confirmation when her co-worker saw her last episode and filled her in. Hey, Huey's arm is not broken. I saw him and she put two and two together and just took a shot when she had Starlight one on one because who the fuck cares? She can pop her head if not. But I (laughs) think she figured the way she said it to is it could have been taken. Yeah. As a joke, if it all she she worded the question in a way that Starlight would react in a way she would gain knowledge from yes okay and i'm okay i'm okay with that if you know the cat's out of the bag i respect her political savvy of instead rolling with the punches instead of trying to lie 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 cover up she's like all right they know time to play that hand and decide what's next and what's next she tries to make a deal with starlight you know i'm all you have left let's join up we can make an actual difference all she asked for is let me use your platform like 150 million followers we can make actual political change and the world can become a better place for daughters everywhere and starlights starlights just done was yeah, it ju- was it just me or was newman kind of making a little bit of sense there absolutely okay absolutely. i was yeah. almost on if Starlight had agreed to working with Newman, I wouldn't have been upset, but I'm also not upset by the outcome of her turning down Newman and trying to do things her own way. Both ways would have worked, but I really thought Newman had killed her piece as the pitch to work together and that I really thought Starlight was going to take the bait. That would have been like the worst, uh, like the the best quote unquote bribe she's done at Vaught. Like yeah. she was literally going to help get the education reform bill passed just by yeah. using her numbers. But you know, Starlight was sick of it. She was done with all the backdoor, like shaking hands, 
Um, and she blew up and was like, dude, I, like I'm sick of this shit. And I, I don't care if Homelander kills me at this point. At least I know I'm not working with a psychopath. So either pop my head or just fucking get the fuck out. Cause Perfect. I'm done. Amazing. Annie is like such a badass. It's unbelievable. And I mean, Newman pretty much handed her the idea, like use your platform to do something. You know what I mean? Like you have 150 million followers or whatever it is. So here you go. Are you okay? Are you okay, Annie? (laughs) Are you okay? (laughs) I must say Newman makes the most intimidating exit she possibly can. Oh, she my. gets real close and it's just like oh. it would be really hard to take out America's sweetheart, but not impossible. And as she walks out the door, Annie's nose starts to bleed. I'm like, "Ooh, this Newman is a bad woman. Because when she said it would be hard to take out Starlight, she just meant it from the perspective of we can't just make Starlight disappear. Yeah, but, it's the fallout. Yeah, yeah. the people, the, the people would erupt. I didn't expect the nosebleed. That was a fantastic touch to add emphasis to the power Green. that Newman holds. I loved it. They didn't need to do it. They did it. And I was a sucker for it. So this next scene is MM and Annie or Starlight showing up to the party, right? We because, already covered the, the car ride. Right. Yeah. So the penis guy is from season two when they're in the hospital with Lamplighter, mm. right? Call yeah, by his name. Were. Love sausage. Okay. Love sausage. I <laughs> okay, love this okay. name. Yeah. <laughs> I actually didn't know that off the top of my head, but I just like that they brought that back because it touched MM in there as well, right? Or was that Frenchie? It was huge because Love Sasha's dude was playing the Russian music that sets Soldier Boy off like later on when he's talking to TNT. So you think he's just coming back to swing his giant dick around. But it's actually to to trigger our boy into killing all these innocent people. A major story driver. This love sausage is yeah. presence at Hero Gasm. This yeah. is obviously the second time where I had to not look at the screen, but kind of look at the screen at the same time. I, I was so disturbed. <laughs> I loved it. It looked like just I don't even a snake, an eel, an animal just inspecting you. And like, why was it going around? mm and like mind of its own dude it was like the oh. thing from i was getting vibes from star wars when that robot like peeps its eye out of the the hole and is like, looking <laughs> oh my god, god. Yeah. <laughs> the peen had seen the peen had seen mm before but the man had not yes he even said you That's look fact, familiar yeah. he was like my you're about to get real familiar with my hands if you don't get this love sausage out I'll of my jerk face you off. dude <laughs> That line when MM said it reminded me so much of Gazer. Couldn't tell you why. <laughs> it had the same bravado and kind of the same cadence. I was like, yeah. that's a great Gazer. comparison for Gazer. <laughs> Anthony, uh, if anyway. you're out there, we love you. <laughs> anyway, Starlight makes like a ridiculous eating pussy joke. Honestly, she's I like, oh, loved MM, it. he's not a soup, but he he can eat it with the best of us. He's, he's, he's he great at kind of she just keeps that vagina right up. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, my Insane. God. So funny. So good. And then they walk in and MM gives us the lay down. He's like, once a year, a bunch of C-listers get together to get their jollies out. And Starlight's like, looks around. She's like, huh, herogasm. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense to her. I, I mean, so, so much to break down. My personal favorites were the telepathy guy who was performing cunnilingus to like five different people oh yeah that was easily the best one and then of course when we see termite again from episode one who was inside something 
blows up to full size and just goes sup man gives mm like a little soldier or solder shoulder 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 is how you say that word we all know the scene and we all know i can't talk i was triggers him man this is my favorite fucking jacket i was already laughing so hard because instantly i knew that mm's germophobia was kicking in so i was already cracking up Little did I know what would happen in the following two minutes of the scene. I know, if you want to take it away. How about the perfect line? MM says, you know, Frenchie's going to be upset. He's always wanted to see this. That <laughs> was that him and Butcher both said yeah, it. Both and their scene was, yep. you know, Frenchie wants it bad. <laughs> and they they know their boy. And when they think of this, they oh, think yeah. of their boy. So I, without a doubt, I told Emily that like, that was one of my favorite little touches that they both referenced how That's badly great. Frenchie's going to be. <laughs> and I hope they do it again. I hope next episode when they see Frenchie, he's like, you guys want to hear orgasm without me? I'm That's sure going to be scene number one. Yeah. When the boys see each other again, they're going to tell him here. Orgasm so. was 10 out of so, 10. So MM, he's like, I need a bathroom. I need to get this whatever this is, whatever term I put in my jacket, uh, opens up the door, um, and it wasn't a bathroom. It was something else. It was a, a, a huge load. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't I don't know what it was. I don't know if it Not was. Not talking laundry, though. Love yeah. sausage or what, but something hits them, and then all you hear is, oh, lick it up, you yummy brown bear. And I was like, oh, poor I- M.M. I had to pause the scene. My mouth was on the floor for about 10 minutes. I <laughs> just couldn't believe what I had just watched. I don't know why I didn't. I should have expected this from the boys, but I just didn't. Yeah. And then I I was knocked out. I, I couldn't believe it. We saw an ice man. Yeah. yeah, of course. <laughs> In the background, we get a little uh, info. MM's like, you know, it's fucked up. All these sex workers are like coming here and, and they're not enjoying it. But like. Mm-hmm. What are they going to do? And we see a fucking an Iceman uh, Sub-Zero type guy make a nice ice school dildo. And we saw uh, Starlight's dildo flying around. Somebody was using that, either telepathy or invisible. That was hysterical. Yeah, we I don't do think get I knew that was Starlight's. That's hilarious. Yeah, I just it, figured it was a flying dildo that somebody was controlling. And she, and she was watching it. She was like, oh, I get it. <laughs> and while we're here and mentioned termite, I love that Homelander stomped them. He's he's squished oh. to death. That's the yeah. best. Great yeah. ending for him. Because mm-hmm. fuck him. So pretty much everyone is at Hero Gasm now. The next scene is Huey, Butcher, and Soldier Boy rolling up and just doing recon outside. They have the binoculars looking into the house. Great line. Soldier Boy said him and Liberty founded Hero Gasm in 1952. Storm Oh my yeah. gosh. Amazing. Oh, oh my God. I right over your head. I totally forgot about she was Liberty. Liberty before Stormfront. Yep. Yeah. So oh Liberty God. and Soldier Boy founded Hero Gasm, which if Homelander finds out that Soldier Boy was a love interest of Stormfront. <laughs> uh, oh my god. Who even knows if they did had to hate each other even more? Why not? I literally but, wrote down the line where he goes, Liberty. Man, yeah, man. What a firecracker. Like such a such an old like '60s way to refer yeah. to a a, yeah. a dame. <laughs> anyway, Huey, they're looking at the binoculars. Lots of bystanders. Huey's like, "Yo, let me scope out the scene. I'm gonna try and pinpoint the twins, the TNT twins. We'll just go in there. You'll take them out quick. Nobody else has to get hurt." Soldier Boy gives him three minutes. So uh, Huey has the perfect power for this. He teleports. 
to the naked. front door naked, of course. Teleports right into the kitchen naked, in fact. But that's hey, what it's he the does first now. Time, it's the first time it's actually fit the scene. Yeah, it's the right. first time yeah. he actually didn't need clothes. He was getting knocked up real well, too. Um, oh, yeah. That, but then we actually get the Blue Hawk and Starlight, right? Like mm-hmm. that in the kitchen. Starlight's trying to tell Blue Hawk to get everybody out of here. Blue Hawk's like, don't worry about everything. Homelander's going to handle it. I'm going to go find a salad toss. <laughs> and Starlight walks out of the room. This is where we see Huey teleports right into the room and he finds a kimono. Next scene in Herogasm, we see Starlight walking in on the deep, who has found himself someone to play with. And that person <laughs> is indeed an octopus. And Starlight just whips out her phone real quick. This is going to come in handy sometime soon. And Deep's like, oh, it's not what it looks like. This octopus is sick. And yeah, the Deep actually comes clean about Homelander. He's like, oh, well, this is why I'm actually here. It's not for Herogasm. It's because Homelander sent me here. Um, So this was my biggest quote unquote flaw, because it might not even be a flaw. But I, I was thinking... If Homelander and Starlight got done the show at the same time, how did Starlight beat Homelander here? Even though Deep must have gotten there, unless Deep didn't tell him. I don't think uh, he didn't call him because I don't think at the. I'm pretty sure at this point he hadn't seen the twins yet. He's just trying to get his rocks off. Deep showed up and was like, (gasps) "Deep went right up to the twins." Open the door. Yeah, Yeah, the the twins twins open the door. He was just like (laughs) hero gasm. Yeah, I'm sure he just did pleasure. Yeah, I'm sure he didn't call right away because of that. Okay, so he must have called Homelander like literally right then or right before because that was the only thing that was bothering me because Starlight could get there way slower than Homelander, but whatever. Small detail in a great episode. Deep goes to Herogasm and fucks an octopus. Just take a swim, buddy. You don't you don't need to like <laughs> do some other fun shit at Herogasm. You don't need to go to a Herogasm to fuck a, a sea creature. Just take a dive in the ocean. <laughs> true. Very true. Unless those, uh, the octopus was put there as a consenting Herogasm <laughs> person. Guess that oh, he, yeah. he was involved. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, but this word. next scene is great because Huey obviously bumps right into a train. These two can't stop crossing paths in the most like awkward ways. And this was the most genuine a train has been in the whole series. And it's because of the conversation he just had with Ashley and he apologizes. And I believe him. I mean, he's still like such a I, prick. I was so pissed at Huey, to be honest. I was like, bad, Huey, bad, bad. Huey. What for punching him? Yeah, because. I mean, sure, A Train's a dick at the end of the day. We all know that, but his po- his apology was coming from a genuine place, and I get that that would probably rile Huey up because one, he wasn't expecting it, and two, he's hated this guy for so long he didn't actually expect an apology from him in this moment. I, no, I still hated that he punched him. My he, worry was actually that he gave up; that he he's juiced up now. Everyone like A Train knew. By the end, it doesn't even matter anymore because Homelander now knows that Billy is a soup yeah. and he's going to figure out how. Right. But a lot of people don't know what V24 is. So, like, I thought he kind of gave up a little bit by punching because Adrian was like, how the fuck did you do that? I thought he, like, really gave it up and he was going to. I mean, Maeve's already in the doghouse, but like caused trouble where it was supposed to kind of be like a sneaky thing that they had these V24 powers, you know? Yeah. Too. Right. I kind of liked that he punched him because. When he saw A-Train, 
he was expecting a scrap. He was not expecting a genuine apology. Mm-hmm. So when he got the apology, I think mentally he accepted it. He was like, damn, that's exactly what I've needed all this time is for him to say that. And he seemed to finally get it. I still need to punch him. But he reacted the way he owed him a shot. He, just, he owed yeah, him a shot. He reacted the way he was expecting to react. Yeah, you spend all that time like building up the courage. You finally do it, and he says something you're not expecting. He's like, stop making sense, and then just swings. But I think the best line was right before that. Somebody walks up to him and whispers in his ear, and Huey goes, oh, man, that's so sweet, but I just got to give my ass a little breather, you know? <laughs> and, and the guy just yeah. like nods understandingly. He's like, dude, I get it, and walks away. <laughs> Marathon day. <laughs> so Starlight walks in on A Train and Huey having their conversation, goes right in and says, A Train, not that you deserve it, but get out of here. You don't need a reason why. Pulls Huey aside and says, Homelander's coming. We got to get all these people out of here. And Huey's like, No, nah, no, nah, I got it under control. Soldier Boy's here too. When he finds out Homelander's coming, he immediately teleports Starlight out of that situation. He's like, hey, I have this power to teleport you out. I cannot risk losing you. I'm going to protect you and get you to safety here. And they kind of have a little bit of a heart to heart where Huey finally says out loud, yeah, it bothers me that you have to repeatedly save me and save me and save me. It's emasculating. And Starlight's kind of like, well, remember where you explicitly told me on our first date where we kind of fell in love that you didn't care about that kind of word for word? He's like, yeah, but come on. I don't know whose side I'm on here. I really. Starlight's. Starlight's, yeah. Yeah. Huey's trying his best. I get that. But yeah, I guess if I had the pick, it would be Starlight. Huey should have just accepted the fact that this comes with the biz. She's a superhero. She's going to be out risking her life. And I don't know. I everything I, I feel bad. Huey, my bad. Everything Huey's trying to do, though, is to get her away from Homelander. So, like, he's saying that. And I don't know if his actions justify it because he's saying he's doing it to save Starlight, but actively doing the opposite of what he she wants him to do. So I don't know if you can justify his actions that way, but I completely understand that I need to get you away from Homelander. So I'm going to do whatever I can. The enemy of the enemy is my friend. I was just going to say, we had this exact conversation last episode. Like whoever, one of you said it almost word for word of the dialogue. I was like, I, I, cause I had edited that piece of the (laughs) podcast last episode. And when they were talking, I was like, someone had an advanced script. What if Brian had an advanced script? What I said earlier, where I needed to give Brian props, uh, dude, you literally pulled up the one plot point of why Huey's character doesn't make sense and inconsistent from season one. But never mind, you know, this random episode, or this random scene in Herogasm really just uh, confirms the, the inner turmoil that Huey is, is facing with now. Yeah. While we're jerking each other off in the Mallory flashback, you were just like, was one of the TNT twins helping the other up? And I'm just like, I don't think the TNT twins matter for shit anymore. And <laughs> sure enough, they gave us the best episode of the boys we've seen thus Absolutely. far. So they were the obviously nice. they were a play on the uh, the Wonder Twins. I was getting those like Wonder Twin powers activate form. Of, yeah, it's 100 percent. The powers are so lame. <laughs> Especially displayed yeah. in that uh, propaganda video we were talking about earlier. So I, I was immediately like, these are the Wonder Twins. Absolutely. Um, 
So we get the TNT twins arguing a little bit about toilet cams and somebody, <laughs> some, I don't know, some little detail about putting toilet cams in without consent, whatever. Would any of you volunteer to beat that butthole that was Dude, on that screen? That was my next line. <laughs> I swear to God, that is my next line. Cause I was going to say, I don't, I, I couldn't imagine being an extra in, and any one of the extras in this entire <laughs> few scenes, but imagine being that guy and walking out to people and being like, Hey, um, have you seen the boys? Oh, yeah. that's cool. You've seen my, my dick balls and butt, by the way, <laughs> just letting you know. Like I, it was the first thing that came to my mind. I didn't think they were going to actually yeah. show anything on the screen. And then there was an actual person season two. Seth Rogen went on to say they shot that real porno scene in season two. That was an actual porno sex was being had. So I can't imagine what was actually going on in the backgrounds of these scenes. Um, wow. If it was actually I, real, like yeah, it was just that, an actual orgy. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> well, so this is where MMC Soldier Boy come in and he tries the gas, which he thinks is going to work because of what he saw in the Russian experiment video. And Soldier Boy picks up this gas grenade, <sighs> inhales it like a cig and says, hmm, what is it? Fentanyl? No, it wasn't Halothane. fentanyl. Halothane. Yeah. Yeah. What were you planning to do with that? And MM's like, all right grenade didn't work whatever i'm gonna go down swinging and he squares up but he says you killed my family soldier boy says which one no no sweat off his back it's just another collateral damage yeah so before anything could happen uh mm being a boss but butcher wouldn't let anything happen to him because he goes oi you know the twins are in there not that one so yeah mm MM and butcher finally getting this like confrontation he's like dude like you're such a hypocrite like you get to destroy homelander but i don't get soldier boy like how does that make any sense it's literally stupid i'm like fully against mm in this this is not a noble cause you have a daughter like do you really want now your daughter to grow up without a dad and whatever because like he's just fucking squaring up with soldier boy someone who took out a city block with his belly Get out of here. You're literally just like on a suicide mission. And that's annoying. I get it. But like, he's like, you get home later. Yeah, buddy. I am absolutely jacked up on V and I could actually like fight somebody. You can't like what? Say you want to agree or disagree with me? I don't know. I was with you when he put his fist up. I literally scoffed. I was like, yeah. Like you're an, MM, you're an idiot. You're, I like exactly what you were saying, Kathleen. I was just having pictures of his daughter just growing up in the same exact fashion that he was about to go out yeah. in this this blaze of glory that he thought was going to be so noble. But I'm, but it did kill me to see Butcher come in and even just like the nod, and then even before them actually fighting, them just looking at each other. I was not prepared for the, what was about to come. I I could just see the pain in Butcher's eyes because he knew what he was doing was fucked up, and then you could see the pain in. MM's eyes seeing the goal right in front of him and not being able to do anything. So, and he does get to get frustration out because he whips out the baseball bat and just beats the crap out of Butcher, who can't feel anything because he's souped up. And that's just story of his life. You know, he deals with these soups and he can't really do anything about it. And this is his culminating moment where he wanted to take out Soldier Boy and he just once again cannot do anything. But Butcher's Steve, in a place where he can. Steve Garvey's, Steve Garvey's bet. Number six on the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers played first base. Cool little uh, fun fact. Um, 
to lean to jump back to what you're saying about mm mm his whole dialogue in the car with starlight is like dude i i need to get this guy out of my head because i can't like think straight and i think that's the only thing like he's literally taking his life over i'm totally on your on your yeah. like side here he's doing the wrong thing but like he's obviously not thinking clearly um if he's trying to you yeah know, fist fight a soup true true i agree with that so soldier boy walks away from the situation and he stumbles upon the tnt twins and this is where he sees them oogling over the butthole cam and he says something to the effect of oh that tunnel's awfully backed up or something like that paul do you have the line it was <laughs> something about the lincoln tunnel was in there too i believe yeah, yeah. that's more beat up than the lincoln tunnel but there it is worse. <laughs> something crazy and uh their reaction was classic because what, what are you going to do? Like you just see somebody that you sent to your death, come back. Obviously they're freaking out. I'll do anything. He's like, all right, maybe I'll let you live. You tell me what exactly happened. And immediately they blurt out noir. So this brings up the question were they actually telling the truth because they did say that pretty quickly. It was all noir's idea or were they just, you know, picking the one person they knew that was still alive. Dude, I think it's coming back to Edgar. We saw Noir and Edgar having that conversation prior to Soldier Boy getting taken. I think they have a history together, quote unquote, if you want to call it that. Maybe spent a few years together before that war. And I think it's just going to come all back to Edgar. Like Noir is going to just sell out Edgar. Another evidence of Noir and Edgar being close is season two when Noir gets sent on the mission to track they're visiting butcher's Anne, mm-hmm. and then when the house blows up and the war is about to kill butcher edgar comes on the screen like in his mask on the true side. i yeah. feel like that's true I a close that's, relationship that's a, between that's the a, two that's a subtle fact that i think is going to end up being a big one for their relationship going forward you are making my head so big about this yeah. theory, Dave, and I, I love like, it. You, Where's I, this I, kind of energy been for the first five episodes? I, oh, I laid, fuck off. And I got some of them right. <laughs> Paul knows it. I laid the I seeds. The I laid the seeds. You just watered it. And we're going to take it. To, <laughs> we're going to ride this train until it fuck, the wheels fall off, baby. So Soldier Boy walks in on the TNT twins. Love Sausage is making some love, but he's also listening to some music, some cultural music. <laughs> it's Russian music, and that sends Soldier Boy over the edge. It, I guess Russian language is his trigger, we can assume at this point, and yeah. it takes him back to the experiments. And he has the same blackout that he did when he blew up Midtown, except this time he's aiming at the TNT twins and the rest of Hero Gasm. Completely vaporizes them off yeah, the planet. The house is just left in shambles. It shows exactly what happens to Butcher. Did we have any quarrels with that? How it just knocked him away rather than like beamed him? No. Maybe right. his I mean, body was just super durable and rather than just getting beamed, he just well got then MM would have died too. That's, yeah. I thought MM was legitimately supposed... I thought he was going to die. I thought when, he was below the beam because he... I don't know. Yeah, I'm glad he didn't die. That I'm wasn't glad he thing. didn't die, but yeah. I think in that scene they could have killed him and especially when butcher checks his pulse i was expecting it to be gone to be honest i didn't th- i don't know how he survived it but that would have been a huge development opportunity for butcher as a character to see mm die while he souped up and survives the same blast yeah but 
before the explosion, we get A Train's revenge on Blue Hawk, right? He runs that's, him out. No, that's no, after. Because Blue that's Hawk's after. running out of the explosion. But we can just Got it. nail okay. that right okay, now. Okay. Blue Hawk is butt ass naked running out of the explosion. And Love A-Train, Sausage has his burnt penis in hands. Yeah, it's, it's totally uh, torn. Sex workers yeah. are just sprinting out of the flames here. Mm-hmm. Um, but A Train confronts Blue Hawk. He's like, nah, we're going to do this right now. Like, how are you going to answer to these people? And what does Blue Hawk even say? Or does A Train just cut him off? And I don't even think he has a chance to respond. He yeah, says, "Well, he you just... gonna, we're going to do this right now." Where there's a crazy man in there, and A Train just grabs him by the throat and is like, "Like you hurt my brother. Like you're you're going to pay for it right now." Throws him face down into the pavement, bounces up, and then he just grabs his leg, takes he just off, runs, runs a quick eight miles. It is. Awesome death. And really? awesome well deserved. Death. I was rooting the whole way for it. I loved it. Yep, me too. Fuck, fuck Blue Hog. And yes. that was incredible. Do we think A Train's alive? Yeah, now this this is this the end of the A Train chapter? And I'm gonna go with no. I'm gonna go with no. Uh I'm gonna go with he's alive, but I think he's like done, done with like the seven. And being like a superhero and stuff like that i feel like he might be like bedridden from now on out like he, he can't even walk without getting his heart like acting up but do you think he would come back as a character even in that state or do you think it would be kind of yeah. like stormfront where they would just be yeah i feel him? like he, he they could kill him off like immediately but i don't think he's uh i don't think he's dead in this moment i think he's just going to be like a recurring uh or he might come back up as somebody completely out of the game it's Personally, 50 I think what's the point of bringing him back like that? This would be the perfect death for him. I I hope he's dead for the sake of the story. I think they could use a train in a lot of great ways going forward, but I hope he's dead and I think he's dead. Mm-hmm. For the I would sake agree of with the that death pool that I said he was dead in, I wish I wish he's dead. Yeah. Going for props. <laughs> it, it was so random that him and Huey met at Herogasm in the perfect, the stars aligned where a train was in the right state of mind to give him a genuine apology. That is closing the book of his character yeah, arc for me. Absolutely. I, I think that's all he needed to do left in the story. And I'm satisfied mm-hmm. if he is dead. So with the explosion going off, we also get starlight and Huey. They're getting clothes back on. This is like the already second or third alpha change for Huey because he keeps jumping out of his clothes. Um, and he was trying to tell her to not go back. And, you know, Starlight finally fucking unleashes, man. She actually punches Huey like full Starlight mode and sends him flying. Uh, so that was kind of cool to see. It's like I was actually dude. I was laughing at uh, Huey's reaction. He was like shocked and in pain. He was like, ow, like <laughs> yeah. you did that to me. You just did yeah. that to me. You know uh, it's nice to see Starlight fight a little bit because we barely get to see her fight. I mean, girls get it done. Seeing last uh, last season was obviously amazing with her Maeve um, and Kimiko, but we rarely get to actually see her use her powers and like yeah. be a badass and beat people up. So that even mm-hmm. like it was just even that much sweeter that she was like, "Get out of my face!" <laughs> and just like <laughs> so easily, even though he's a soup, just be like, Whoosh, "Bye." So. We like Dave said, love sausage. He's he's pulling his burnt wang and putting it around his neck like a scarf. Uh, we get the deep running out with his octopus in yeah, a plastic, oh my, bag. In a plastic yeah. bag, telling and, it to like shut up. I don't want to hear it right now. I don't want to hear it. 
Um, it gets into a Hummer too, which is like the best part. Now, uh, that is the funniest thing. I love that. <laughs> yeah, the Deep drives a Hummer, the most environmentally damaging car like ever. Um, so that's incredible. But then we get the shit. This is when the shit starts to hit the fan. Butcher gets up. You know, he checks that MM is still alive. He's fine. You know, he's smiling. He feels the pulse. Soldier Boy walks up. And he's like, "Hey, are we all good?" And, and Soldier Boy's like, "Dude." What happened? Like, I have no idea. I just blacked out again. And this is where the fucking goosebumps hit. It's these two standing next to each other and across the hall. Who comes around the corner? But Homelander. We already had his intro where he comes in. Thomas on termite. That was great. But now he's turning the corner and he puts it all together. He goes, William Butcher and Soldier Boy. It all makes sense. You are behind this. This whole thing really is all about me. <laughs> and this answers a debate we had earlier in the season, which was, was Homelander really in the room when her and him and Butcher had that meeting in episode mm-hmm. two, one. maybe one? That was the end yeah. of one. Yeah. Yeah. When they're they're in uh, but Butcher's debating whether to take the V24 and he keeps looking at the cookie jar um, of his dog and like whatever. But we were like, was he there? Because it's kind of a weird scene for them to have like him actually there. But he was there, which is yeah. interesting. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I I actually loved it because that was the scorched earth line they actually talked about in that end scene. You know, he says, um, you know, no rules. Let's just go whole scorched earth. Um, so that's about to come up. But when they talk about the Homelander first brings up, you know, we had a deal, you know, it was me and you a war and this is cheating. So deals off lasers them. Doesn't laser up in half, though. He just sends him flying back a little bit. If Soldier Boy wasn't there. I'm sure Homelander would have been like, why are you still in one piece? That's yeah. weird. Yeah. It doesn't happen like that. It was great but, that they made fun of the cape. I loved that. Um, Soldier Boy was like, brother, you're wearing a cape. You, yeah, fuck you, capes. Not cool, we're not cool, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> we're, not, we're not team cape here. I was yeah. The only word to describe me in this scene was just pure giddiness. I was literally a child, just like, slapping my legs just like feet were just moving non-stop i was eating this scene up and yeah paul can continue on because when yeah. butcher takes that laser beam and homelander's just like what the fuck it's yeah oh. yeah all right, all right, all right so um we get the line you already saying uh buddy you think you look strong you're wearing a cape you're just a cheap fucking knockoff mm-hmm. homelander no 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 I'm the upgrade and cue the fucking fighting. They immediately flies in and clashes. You know, the, this is what we asked for. There actually seemed to be like neck and neck. There's no clear winner right now. Um, and we actually get Starlight come to save MM because MM is going to jump in the, the fight. Like he's yeah, gonna, with his pistol. Get out of here, dude. Like he's going to do something. <laughs> yeah, start, okay. Starts like, I need you. You know, other people need you right now. Come on, let's go help them. Um, so I was like, good, good. Get off the screen. Give me these two fighting. Give me back at it. Um, so eventually Homelander gets Soldier Boy by the neck, puts him up against the wall. He's choking him. He's about to laser him. And all he hears, oi. And he just looks over. Bush is still alive. He's, he's visibly confused. And then he hits him with the fucking laser zap and sends him flying. He goes, what the fuck? Like Homelander is just flabbergasted, completely flabbergasted. And he stands up. And now they're facing off Butcher and Homelander. And Homelander says, what have you done? And this I, is this is the line, man. He goes, scorched earth. 
and they fucking go at it. I totally don't think it's a coincidence that Butcher has the identical powers of Homelander and that Huey has the teleportation ability of um, whatever uh, the stills, the stills child. I think that because like when they, I think when they inject the V personally, I think it's whatever comes to mind first for them in terms of abilities. And since uh, Homelander is constantly thinking about, or Butcher is constantly thinking about Homelander and wanting to kill him, his, when he injects the V he takes on Homelander's ability. And because at the time the stills baby was, the most recent ability Huey had seen. That's why he took on the teleportation ability. So I just wanted to bring that up in here. That was just something I had been just like it's thinking a- about recently. Cause I don't think it's a coincidence that he also has laser beams and has like the super strength. It's just a theory I've had. Yeah. Gathered, I can but buy it's that. cool to see, but it's weird. Continue- Cause he can't like fly, you know, he, he only fly, has the laser beams. Yeah, so but he's yeah. super strong, but I guess be, all of them are. Could be something there, but, but where I was going with that was just, pretty much to say that like i hate knowing that the temp v is killing our hero not our i I can't call them heroes our 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 main squad yeah our boys here but i am literally completely oblivious oblivious to it in this moment just because of how fucking badass the scene is and i want them to stay souped up obviously but i know that it's the repercussions are going to be huge for this they excuse me it makes me wonder how bad the side effects are after you first use it because we haven't seen butcher like puking recently the farther away he gets from his first time using it yeah so maybe they're just a lot not nosebleeds. it no I, I was getting that too brian you get like really sick from it once and then after you use it your, your body doesn't have the same exact after day effect but um, wasn't huey like kind of having nosebleeds or something like wasn't there that's some true he medical- was he was pull, He was putting his finger in his ear, and there was like a silvery goo. And he was like, "What the hell is that?" And mm. this was back in the uh, when yeah. Butcher and Soldier Boy, Soldier Boy's just getting his goods from Butcher. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's a good point. There, there does seem to be a bunch of after effects because it's not fully tested, like they were saying. Yeah, but- exactly. It wasn't fully tested, so I'm just curious to see that. But this scene, you know, we get girls get it done season two, and now we get the boys get it done season three and this, this is, was a wailing yeah. that i was all in for every bit of the way well so when butcher's butcher, still going right when butcher joins the scrap soldier boy is kind of down and there's this awesome shot where they lock laser beams and that's just iconic oh. because homelander's like risen up it's just what about perfect. before that when butcher's doing his evil bloody mm, smile yeah, like blood. looking like a maniac when they're fist fighting and what's one thing i wanted to talk about the fist fighting Homelander is obviously way stronger than a lot of securing soups, even in the seven right now. So V24 has got to be super, super potent human strength because we've seen all these V24 of what what we've seen of V24. They can like at least stand toe to toe with the best for a second. I was going to say, if you just shoot up 10 of these guys, any 10 average (laughs) Joes could take out Homelander if they have the V24. Like I... Homelander can't want a world where everyone's a soup if that means he's not far and away the strongest. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like his entire ideology breaks down somewhere, and he's going to have to realize that at some point. Either way, after they lock laser beams, Soldier Boy gets back up, pulls down Homelander, just like messes him up. And when it's two on one, Butcher and Soldier Boy against Homelander, they 
significantly have the upper hand. I think they have him on the ropes. And if they didn't already, Naked Huey teleports in and it's like a really good distraction. The three of them are just handling Homelander. My jaw was on the floor during this. Yeah. Yeah. Were you guys not getting Edna Mode vibes? Edna Mode from The Incredibles. No case. No case. No cape. no cape, dude. The cape actually came back to hurt Homelander because when he was flying doing the laser eye, eight laser eye lock with Butcher, and Butcher was screaming. That's when Soldier Boy went up, grabbed the cape, and ripped him down. Phenomenal scene. And then they had the like double punch, like one was swinging his right, one was swinging his yeah. left, and they both went for Homelander, but he ducked at the last second. His confusion when Huey comes in and actually sees him teleport, uh, it's just absolutely beautiful. And Anthony Starr is incredible because, mm-hmm. like you said, they all get him to the ground and they're saying, you know, all right, Soldier Boy, do it. Huey, get out of here. You know, no, I'm not fucking leaving. I'm going to stand through. Anthony Starr's like growling his little animalistic, like, need to survive. The fight or flight response goes in and he takes off. Oh, my God. I, First I time we've ever seen him run. I couldn't right. handle it. So I think Huey and Butcher definitely both would have died there. Like were I they both so. willing to ri- to risk their lives with him? Butcher was. Last- well, Butcher Butcher and has I- nothing left. I think he. I think Butcher has set himself up totally. to sacrifice himself, especially with cutting off uh, his wife's kid. And so I. But when Huey said that, that was a little that caught me a little off guard because we yeah. knew. But maybe he was just in a in a bad state of mind I, because of I, what he was just talking to about with Annie. I think it shows that Huey was ready to die there when yeah. Butcher told oh, him yeah. to leave. He was 100%. just like, nah, I'm in. And I, yeah, Dave, I, I think you're right. That just goes to show how how far he's willing to go to protect Starlight because I think yeah. that is his motivation here. Yeah, Definitely. absolutely. Also, when Homelander flies away, a nice little aerial shot of the three on the ground. Huey, Jack Quaid has, has his legs crossed. Son of yep. a bitch. He's, protect, he's protecting the goods. <laughs> How can you, you if you're not going to show your dick in an episode where love sausage has already made its appearance, you know, like you, you just okay. can't. You That's can't true. Do Coward. That. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he ran away and, and now he's going to be Ooh. an absolute monster. And like that was great because he was caught off guard. And okay. now he knows. And but first of all, I mean, he could try and cut off all the supply of the V24. I mean, Maeve's they only have an, that amount of V24 because Maeve is out of town. I'm already so. that. I'm already telling you that I'm not going to be on seven. I'll definitely be on eight because I just need to binge it. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys, but <laughs> not having to worry about the responsibility of this podcast and me just having the screeners. Me and Alki crushed five episodes on one random Sunday when we early got them. So now I'm like, I could be on seven. Yes. You're but selfish. I already, yeah. I know how I'm going <laughs> to feel at the end of seven and I'm just going to have to get an eight. So I'm reserving yeah. a spot for eight right now. You got it. It's yours. Davy <laughs> Solomon's. We got, uh, I was going to say we get a uh, starlight watching Huey butcher and soldier boy walk away oh, and, yeah. and the stuff, man, the eye contact. And then Huey just turning away and walking. Like that was like his, you would want to say his last chance, but that was like his third last chance in the two episodes to like make it up to starlight and just hate the divide currently in the boys. <sighs> yeah. And I'm curious if they do come back to the boys where Kimiko and Frenchie will fall. I would assume probably with the starlight MM camp. 
I think they're. I think they would fall there too. I think because of all the talks they've already had with wanting to move to France, I think taking MM and Starlight side might just make them get there. You know, in an easier fashion, I guess maybe. Yeah, they could go either way, honestly, because yeah. Frenchie's they a could. Frenchie's a butcher boy. You know, I mean, and Kimiko's, Kimiko's the only accepting. one that's been like against butcher this, and and is like changing Frenchie a little bit but another rift in the squad I would hate that if if yeah. Kimiko went with Butcher and or if Frenchie went with Butcher and then Kimiko went with Starlight another I'm, rift must say I selfishly do not want them to live happily ever after yet because I don't want the show without Frenchie and Kimiko I'll yeah. take it but I don't four. want it. Yeah. yeah true it's already confirmed yep anyway Homelander wriggles free. He's safe. And he goes back to the same room that we saw him earlier with the mirror. And he's looking at his reflection, but nothing's there. So it begs the question, which Homelander are we left with after that big ordeal? Is it the good Homelander, the innocent, insecure Homelander? Or is it scorched earth, soups over everything bad homelander and i think we're looking at bad homelander and i think we're gonna see him lash out with his full fury in the last episodes here absolutely getting right into seven i mean we're not done there's still one scene obviously left to cover but i i'm saying it now i'm just gonna get right into seven once this is done (laughs) you're saying good homelander and bad homelander i feel like it should be bad homelander and worse homelander Homelander. yeah Yeah. Yeah, you're right you're right but uh the quote-unquote good homelander i feel like he is just going to relinquish all power he's like you're right i i held on to that human side of me and i almost died today so guess what like we're doing things your way like we are back in the bad room right now that you were talking about earlier and i need you to protect me i don't know why this came to my head but i also could see it potentially maybe going that uh, quote-unquote good homelander is no longer trusting of bad homelander because he he said that he was always looking out for him blah 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 and then in this case he didn't look out for him so maybe this is just me again just trying to counter some arguments and get some talk going but i i I see it more i I see it more going the uh the bad route anything else with that he doesn't even say anything it's certainly up for interpretation um then we get just starlight going live right yes we do and mm kind of she asks mm you know do a live video and he's like you oh wait sure about this and go ahead i just wanted to say starlight really was reminding me of uh mercy from overwatch this scene Oh my god! You know I'm always okay with you giving <laughs> the me blonde girl reference on the pod. Come was, on you know, now. yeah, she was bandaging up some people and give me give me a nice mercy quote. Uh, heroes never die, except uh, a lot of heroes died this episode. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so it doesn't make sense. They could have used a mercy but anyway. Go okay, yeah, yeah, go yeah. Ahead. Starlight and MM are still at the hero gasm wreckage with first responders people in body bags and starlight's like yeah fuck it let's do this live video homelander's gonna regret making me america's sweetheart and she goes on instagram live and tells america the deal she's like i'm in vermont 12 soups and humans are dead and soldier boy is the one that did it vault's gonna lie to you and say they have him under wraps they don't he's out here exploding everyone most soups don't care about you or america they're not the heroes 
they're portrayed to be. Most of them do not care about their hero work. And I'm sorry I haven't started telling you guys the truth sooner, but I'm going to continue to do so from here on out. And one more thing. My name isn't Starlight. It's Annie January. And I fucking quit. Epic. Epic. Love the speech. That's my girl, baby. Good for her. She's Love finally getting Annie out of January. She also, um, as she was going on, the the little Instagram live effects everywhere were great. But the the one comment that kept getting over and over again was hashtag Vought lied, people died. So I don't know if um like that's gonna come back and like the people are actually going to like use that as their mantra to take down Vought. But it seems like the the, the general public, this is this is it. So wh- what's gonna happen? We've talked about this forever. Like how are how are people gonna act when they learn the truth? This is totally not out of the normal for the boys leaving us on a cliffhanger as always. I feel like sixes are always so devastating just because it's we're getting to the back three and especially with the boys, they have to make a mic drop every episode. Yeah, it was it was fucking great. I'm scared for Starlight, but I also think that like she's speaking for us. Like we know all all the shit that's been happening and it's so easy to be like, just tell somebody just like go on Instagram live and tell somebody. But I'm I now mean, think she's pretty much dead. I'm also thinking <laughs> yeah. to um sorry, what's MM's uh ex-wife's name? Monique. Monique. And then the boyfriend. Todd. I just wonder where this I feel like this has got to be a faction eventually of diehard Homelander fans. And I wonder when that's gonna start coming out. With now this being released that uh Starlight sees Homelander as a villain. And mm-hmm. to announce that to her fans, how is this faction of people going to react? And I wonder if they're still going to... I s- assume they're probably still going to side with him. I just... I could see it being... It's going to bring out Homelander supporters yeah, versus fuck people. Yeah. It's nuts. I mean, Starlight can't just get assassinated immediately, right? Because then people are going to know, and then that's going to look even worse for Bot. So I feel like it's a really risky move, but she actually, you know, bought herself a little bit of time she can't just disappear right after that two episodes left i'm gonna yeah that is the end of episode six i'm gonna freak out (laughs) does anybody not think this was the best episode of the boys yet yeah and this has been the best this has been the best episode and this has been the best season so far it's the boys season it just gets better and better with each season no arguments honestly does anybody have any last opinions Facts, concerns, uh, questions, Queen theories. Queen Maeve is alive. It's a pretty easy one to guess, but I'm just going to put it on the board. Queen Maeve's alive. I hope she's dead because I only care about the death pool. Yeah, Roger. Do you guys Roger have, the cameraman. Who has uh, Maeve? Who has Maeve? <laughs> I have Maeve, yeah. I think that's a good one. I have that's Maeve, I have Edgar, and I have Newman. So I honestly don't hope all three of them die because that would yeah. suck. I think for the one show. of only one of Newman and Edgar are going to make it out of here, and I, I could see it. I don't know who I could see it being, but I only think one of them would make it out of here. We thought Newman was was going to wrap up her season this season and be done because Edgar is timeless and classic. I think he he could go on for seasons on it. He holds all yeah. the knowledge of everything. But Newman That's is true. kind of, although I love her to death and I, I love that actress. I think she's incredible. But I think that I could see her getting wrapped up. 
Because yeah. there's a lot of big players right now, so um, it all depends on it all depends on what the big, uh, bad and biggest issue is going to be in season four. So. It was great to see Newman this episode because we haven't for a while, yes. and she was only in that one scene, and it was a huge scene. Had me on mm-hmm. the edge of my seat, but yeah, this episode, best of the series, possibly so far, best of the season, probably. We got two episodes left here for the boys season three. We hope you guys follow along with us. They're going to be coming out next two weeks. As always, if you like what you heard, give Bingetown TV a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Visit us on BingetownTV.com and subscribe to our show on Spotify, YouTube, the Apple podcast app, or wherever else you may find your podcast. Once again, we are Bingetown TV. And thanks for listening. Love y'all. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.